4: Welcome into another edition of the flagship presented by College Corner. I'm your host, Zach Barry. Joining me as always, Mr. Ben Garrett. He is on site in Oxford. Talked with Alan Flanagan, Matthew Morrell today. Ole Miss basketball, a lot of juice, a lot of excitement there. But uh, this is college football season. As you know, week three, Georgia Tech travels to Oxford to take on Ole Miss. 6.30 p.m. Central, SEC Network in Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ben... Good afternoon. How are we doing?
3: Good. How are you?
4: Uh, it's fantastic. It, it's a great day. Um, dropped one of the kids off at the in-laws. Kyle Walker has re-signed with Man City. It's a, it's a big day here for me, Ben. It's we're, we're we're buzzing. we got college football on tonight. And I'm talking to you. I read on the message
0: board at the Ole Oldham on Spirit, football three. that's the website that both uh, Zach and I write for saw where someone said it's a trap game, and I don't disagree with that. I generally uh, dismiss that kind of stuff, but here I'm not. It does kind of fit that perfectly. Next week is Alabama. You're coming off of an emotional win over Tulane. Your first double-digit comeback win over a top 25 opponent in seven years. You got some injury stuff that you're dealing with. I could see this being a slow go-to-start. Well, we should take care of business, but you can start to convince yourself that Ole Miss
4: is maybe a sleeper SEC West contender. But I'll tell you what's not a work in progress, and that's College Corner in Oxford, Mississippi. Now open 825 Sisk Avenue Suite 105 in Oxford. Um, if you need to go over there, last minute, you know, fashion choices, options for the Grove. Uh, if you're going over to Tuscaloosa for the game next week and you need a game day polo, if you need some stuff for your kids, they got kids' polos, they got kids' clothes, they got hats, they got caps tailgating supplies maybe you uh maybe you got a friend over in Birmingham that you're meeting in Tuscaloosa for the game and you need a gift uh they got that they got stuff for the car they got drinkware home decor they got everything over at College Corner love the Cutter and Buck stuff that they've got and um man they've got they they still have tons of Ole Miss baseball national championship merch if you can't get enough of that I don't know if you if you ever can as an Ole Miss fan because you uh You won the big one, so go over to College Corner, tell Scott and the folks that uh, we said hello and that we sent you to uh, get decked out for the Grove. What's uh, what's the weather like for Saturday? I think it's supposed to be pretty clear, isn't it? I believe so. We might um, – Effort that. Let's give a live effort here. I'm uh, I'm curious
0: as to what temperature is going to be around 630 for kickoff. It's on the SEC network, but I think it's going to be a pretty good crowd this weekend.
4: Ooh. The high's only 84, low 61. It's gonna get Fantastic. down. It's gonna get down close to 65, 60 as uh as the sun goes down. Oh baby, it's gonna be
0: perfect. Fantastic. So yeah. you think that Ole miss fans are gonna respond to Lane Kiffin's earlier this week, you know, call for them to show up and
4: stay? He keeps doing I think I, I think so, but mostly because I, I mean I think Ole Miss fans are this is like the perfect time of year if it's a good opponent and the team is good and you've got good weather, that's like the trifecta. Um, I think people are going to show up. I, I mean, conference Georgia play, Tech is
0: still a name. It's still a name opponent. That's true. Yeah.
4: that's powerful. This five. isn't like I was looking at the
0: schedule and they've got ULM sandwiched between at Georgia and at Mississippi state at the end of the schedule. Yeah. And you know, so I really amazing. hope that lane doesn't do his whole, Hey, everybody show up for ULM. You got to have a little bit of, you know, some sense about
4: <laughs> you, you know, and nobody he did, coming. He did compliment the fan base in a big way on Monday.
3: I thought that our crowd was phenomenal there um, to show up for a road game like that and to stay, um, you know, at the end of the game in the fourth quarter, you know, look like late in the fourth quarter, like the whole stands was old Miss. So that was cool to see. And like we challenge our players with things. I mean, I know the Grove's awesome, they say, but, nice if our fans would stay like that to the end of our home games too so it was cool to see it was really um, energetic kind of reminded me of uh, the Egg Bowl two years ago at Mississippi State at the end of the game
0: they showed up at Tulane I honestly believe that they had a tangible effect on the game too because that, yeah, that whole atmosphere, was, that atmosphere it, was geared up to beat the shit out. it felt a lot like when Ole Miss went to Memphis and lost you remember that
4: yeah, I, I had somebody say that exact thing on Saturday. It felt
0: the same way. I mean, Memphis was geared up that Tulane was talking shit to Lane Kiffin before the game. I mean, <laughs> Michael Pratt's in that game, and it's it, I mean, they were already up seventeen to seven. It could have snowballed. It really could have snowballed. I don't think it would have, because I think yeah. first of all, like if if we look at it this way, I've been dealing with this all week. Yeah, well, if Michael Pratt would have played, they were down seventeen to seven. They outscored them 30 to 3. If you'd have flipped it and they started out thirty to three, I mean, would you
4: feel better today?
0: It's,
3: it's okay. a weird argument. If to you make.
4: if people want to play that game, well, then you can also turn around and say, well, if Trey Harris doesn't get hurt, Tulane has nobody that can cover him. Ole Miss might have scored sixty. That's a good point. So uh, yeah. that's
0: a really good point.
4: Uh, Caden Priestcorn. hey, if he plays, who well, you got to cover him, Sigari Franklin. Yeah. So like, you can't play that game. They did I... what they were supposed to do against a top twenty-five opponent
0: and against a backup quarterback that has won games for Tulane, like real, really won games for Tulane when Michael Pratt has gone down. I know if Michael you... Pratt. I think he was. I was looking. At, I was looking at Mel Kuyper's P- draft board for quarterbacks, and number one's Caleb Williams. Number two's Drake May. On and on and on and on. Why and I think Shadir number seven,
4: Sanders already up there. They're already doing uh, this but, crap. But, well, I mean that's duh.
0: First of all, Shadir, Shadir Sanders has been great, but a lot of it has to do, uh, I, like, give credit to Dion. And that's, I mean, they've made themselves the story of college football. That was the design when Colorado hired him, and he's just delivering on that. And part of that is his son being a dynamic quarterback. But is he the third best quarterback prospect for the NFL draft next year? I think that's arguable. However, Jackson Dart's not in the top 10, while Michael Pratt is number seven. And for me, that seems silly right now. Because for me, Jackson Dart is playing
4: at worst like a day two draft pick,
0: which is the second and third round.
4: More completions. Twenty plus yards than anybody right now, and he's not in the top ten. And I, I, he's not Caleb Williams. He's
0: not, you know, Drake May. He's not even who's the quarterback at Michigan. He's not, Mi- he's not
4: Michael Penix. He's not uh, uh, JJ. But Michael McCarthy. Penix.
0: When when did Michael Penix become Michael Penix?
4: When he had that year at when Washington, he got to Washington after Washington. He
0: transferred from Indiana. Jackson Dart's in his second year, his second season under Lane Kiffin I, in Lane Kiffin's offense at Ole Miss. It's just a different year. When's John Judkins? He started out slow. The offensive line has not been particularly good. They haven't really protected Jackson Dart well. And yet, I mean, injuries to wide receiver, Trey Harris, to Corey Franklin, Caden Priest corners down, all these things, and yet they go on the road to a top 25 opponent, play a Mercer team that's going to probably make the playoff in their division or whatever they're in, going to beat Georgia Tech pretty handily and improve Georgia Tech. And quite frankly, if it wasn't Alabama and Ole Miss's history with Alabama on the road in Tuscaloosa where they absolutely never win, I would be picking Ole Miss to be favored against Alabama next week. All of that is because of the consistency and the consistently strong play, next level play of Jackson Dart. Right. So it it diminishes, I think, the personal achievement of Jackson Dart and what he's been able to do for this team through two weeks to say, oh, well, you know, Michael Pratt didn't play. So Tulane would have beat him otherwise. No, Uh, Jackson Dart led them to a 30 to three outscoring of Tulane. And a good team that they are does that. They rebound and they beat that team. It was set up just like Memphis, and they whip them, even though they fell behind. I've seen Ole Miss barely hang on to beat Memphis 3 to nothing. I've seen uh, better Ole Miss teams perform a lot worse on the road against top 25 opponents and lose those games. And, two, and Jackson Dart and Lane, they all acknowledge, like, last year's team probably loses that game. This team is different, and that's why, you know, I, I think going into the weekend, this is going to be a win in the next week. Yeah, the fun begins. I'm, I'm still very much yeah. high on this football team.
4: To close the book on Tulane, I was going to say the, the old adage, good teams win, great teams cover. Ole Miss not only covered, but I thought last week was indicative of a team that has the potential to take the next step and in, into that top tier in the conference because, yeah, they were down 17-7. At no point in that, first, in that first half did it look like Ole Miss was in control or winning that football game. It got a little dicey. Almost found a way. They rallied. Everybody stayed the course and they handled Tulane. I mean, Pete Golding and the defensive staff made adjustments at halftime. They absolutely shut down anything Kai Horton tried to do. Um, so that was a great win on the road. I think good teams become great teams when they win games they're not supposed to on the road. Because that one was it was in it was in question for sure. They were not in sync offensively, the run game was gone. The offense is predicated on the run game. If that's not the example you need right there to know that this offense is predicated by the run, just look at how out of sync and just how they just did not look like they were meshing at all offensively. Jackson Dart willed them to that win. That I was telling people, maybe not to the scale in terms of the statistics, but that was a Matt Corral in Neyland Stadium-esque, just gutsy performance by Jackson Dart because he basically had to do it all by himself. The offensive line, like you said, was, was bad. They just could not protect him. Tulane was doing some exotic stuff up front. They had a couple dudes that had career days and then Judkins just couldn't get going. So they had to create and do something different. And Dart was the ringleader there. He was the the trigger man. And I mean, you got to tip your cap to him. And he was great. Big play to Dayton Wade, the, to evade the rush and find Michael Trigg kept his eyes downfield last year, or when he was at SC, a young Dart tries to run for that first down. Just Bales tries to run, but he kept his eyes up, found Trigg, huge play. Um, and then the defense closed it out. Kari Coleman, Jared Ivy, big play. Um, so, but yeah, I quick analysis on Georgia Tech before we get out of here. I uh, the, the line is 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 close for me in terms of covering or not, because I think Ole Miss is going to make a very concerted effort to run the football and try to fix things there if they can. Now I'm not, I don't think they're going to bang their head up against the wall over and over. If it's not working, I think they're going to take what Georgia Tech's going to give them, but you know, they want to get Judkins on track before Alabama next week. So I like Ole Miss to, to stay in control of this game to cause a lot of issues for Haynes King. He's still a young quarterback. He's talented. I think he gives Georgia Tech something at, at, at that position to, to make them competitive and to maybe scare some people this year. But I think Ole Miss handles Georgia Tech. They may not cover, but I think they win comfortably. It's never in doubt.
0: Well, the one thing that Georgia Tech, even though they're improved, they're still not doing well, is getting penetration in the backfield, really causing disruptions up front as a defensive front. They haven't gotten a sack all year. They're not good against the run. So, so, if so they're there, not there stopping time, the run either. If ever there was a time for Quinshawn Judkins in this almost Miss running game to get going, it's this weekend. And if they don't, that's when I will really raise the alarm because then there, yeah. there's something – something is schematically off or personnel-wise off. Maybe it's the mixing and matching on the offensive line. It, it's really hard for me to understand why Jaden Williams isn't playing when you're struggling to to create yeah. running lanes and – And I mean, got to
4: get some chemistry up there.
0: Yeah. And and they won't tell us what's going on. You can ask anybody and and they just say, oh, well, Victor Kern has been better and that's fine. But you put, uh, I mean, you put a lot of development equity into Jaden Williams as your starting left tackle of the future by starting him as a redshirt freshman for all 13 games last year. And it seems at least strange on its face to then forfeit all that for, you know, Victor Kern, who's here for a year. Not to say that Victor Kern you, shouldn't be starting. He should be starting. You but start if, you the, start if the results Williams. this weekend are the same as they were for the first two weeks, considering how Georgia Tech is struggling,
4: there's, we, we got to have many conversations, starting with personnel. You start Jaden Williams at left tackle, and you slide Victor Kern inside.
0: Why did you whisper that? That was weird.
4: Because somebody on the interior is not having a good couple weeks. And I think you put the big, bulky, experienced guy on the interior.
0: That's and fine. Put Victor Kern was brought here to be that. Whatever the whatever. You put the your right uber
4: talented guy at left. I mean Jade Williams, like, like you say, he started every game last year.
0: Whatever, whatever the whatever the rotation needs to be, that's what it needs to be. They need to look like Ole Miss in Lane Kiffin rushing offenses this weekend against Georgia Tech because if they don't. Unlike with Mercer and Tulane, where you can explain some things away, you can you will not be able to explain away explain it away from me because that'll be three straight weeks um, of your of your run game, which you have said Lane Kiffin over and over again is what your offense runs through, both figuratively and literally. Uh, for then it to to stumble again for three straight weeks against three inferior opponents when you haven't even played an SEC team, there are real questions about what's wrong. Ole Miss is going to win this weekend, go to 3-0, and and then it's Alabama at serious time. And I feel good about this team. I like this team. I like this basketball team, too. It's a clunky transition. But you're about to hear from Matt Morrell and Alan Flanagan, who I talked to for this podcast at the Tui Center, fall into practice, and this is a good team. There is no update on Moose and Brandon Murray. And those are two big pieces, obviously. But if you made me guess the way the NCAA is behaving lately, a successful waiver will probably come at best right around the season start. A successful waiver at worst would probably come around SEC play.
4: Look at how they treated Tess Walker at North Carolina. That That's right. Yeah. Not give you the warm and fuzzy. I'm with you, man. I tell people that ask me, "Hey, what do you what do you really think about almost basketball this year?" And I tell them, anytime Chris Beard talks to anyone around town, anytime he does a speaking engagement, a Grove Collective, um, you know, seminar, whatever, he always, damn near every time, starts with, "When we win." And we will win. He says that every
3: time.
0: The car buying process can be a lot. I know, I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell and what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors. Is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan
3: Samuels, let's be friends. The signs of summer are here BXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. Introducing the new and improved BNA Bank mobile app. From setting transaction alerts and tracking your spending habits to managing travel plans and turning off a lost or stolen debit card, you can take care of all of it in the new BNA mobile app. At BNA Bank, we know that life moves pretty fast, and we have the mobile technology to keep up with your life on the go. BNA Bank. Local. Invested. Modern
2: Banking.
4: All right, that's gonna do it for the flagship. We've got interviews, like Ben said, with Alan Flanagan and Matthew Morell coming up. It will talk almost hoops. Next week, we will uh be back here on the flagship, part of the Talk of Champions Network. We'll have hit that line coming to you on Friday as well. You can get your picks in for the weekend. It's not the greatest slate, but it's college football and we love it. So for Ben over there, I'm Zach. This has been the flagship. Until next week, we out of here.
0: So I'm sitting here with Matthew Morell. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett. Um, how you doing, man? How you feeling? You, you look like you've gotten bigger.
2: Yeah, man. Just been in the gym, been working, trying to stay consistent, getting ready for the upcoming season.
0: Yeah. So, what's the work been like so far? We got Al sitting over here beside us. You know, he's being quiet for now. But like, <laughs> you know, what's it been like with all these new guys, man?
2: Uh, nah, it's been great. Half the guys I've already known just throughout the years playing with them. Of course, you know, I've been playing against Al for the past few years when I mean, he was at Auburn. Um, Brandon Murray played against him. He was at LSU. Played against him in high school. Musa played against Musa in high school. Austin, same thing. <laughs> so it's just, no, I grew up with a lot of these guys, so it's good to finally have a chance and play with
0: them. It's wild, though, like the culture of that, though, right? Because, I mean, <laughs> you've been knowing these guys for what? You all go your d- separate ways, and you end up together. So, like, what's that dynamic like, you know, from a locker room perspective? Has it been pretty easy then? Uh, the transition, it
2: just feels like it's, you've been here it's, the whole time? It's always an easy transition, you know, when you already know guys for a long time. And then you just finally get that chance to play with each other, you know, it's kind of like, yeah. man, we've been waiting all.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what What's it like? You know, what What have What's Al brought to the team? What's Moose brought? To the, all these guys, these are decorated transfers, man. I mean, what have they kind of brought in your in your mind? Because you've been a part of this program. I mean, you're the vet now, right? You're the yeah. oldest now,
2: right? <laughs> 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 yeah. You know, all of all of them are dynamic players. You know, Al, you can stick Al in any team; he'll be an impact, you know, inside out. Moose, one of the best shot blockers in, in the whole NCAA. So you know brand and dynamic score Austin, Terrell's crafty with the ball. Even Sharp <laughs> yeah. one of the best shot blockers. So, you know, we, they all bring something to the team that we all can build off of. You, you can't teach 7-6, man. <laughs> nah, no, I mean, you can't. You know what I
0: mean? <laughs> like 7-6 is 7-6. For you, what, what are you trying to, like, particularly work on? You know,
2: I mean, this is the last year for you, man. This is crazy. I, I remember man. covering your friggin'
0: <laughs> commitment ceremony, bro, and now here you are, you know?
2: Yeah, um, man, I just been working on, you know, being more of a leader. You know, my biggest thing was being more consistent day in, day out, and inserting uh, my will on the game. Yeah. You know, I'm helping my teammates get better, helping myself get better.
0: Yeah, for you, what was the summer like? Cause I mean, like you had a lot of deliberations, man. You could have gone pro. I mean, Al could have gone pro. A lot of y'all guys, I mean, y'all all considered different things for you. What was the deliberative process like?
2: You, um, know? you know, you know, I was here for the summer. I was here working out with the guys, but you know, just the whole process, you know. Coach Beard, he told me like, no matter what happened, he was going to be with me throughout the whole process. Even Al hit me up a few times, you know, and just based on the feedback that I got, I just decided it was best if I came back for another year.
0: What did the feedback say? Now that you gotten the official answer out the way. <laughs> what, what, what was the feedback? What did they say? I was
2: just being more consistent, you know. Yeah. I'm going to be more consistent, be more aggressive. Day in, day out, you know, just show the complete player that I am.
0: Cause you've been right there on the NBA radar, man, for like three straight years <laughs> yeah. now, right? I mean, uh, was Chris Beard getting hired? Was that a big deal for you? I mean, just getting that, you know, a year of him and all these dudes that come in with him? You know Uh,
2: I mean? Yes, you know, he has a good resume. You know, Coach Beard known for winning. And that's one thing that I'm trying to do here is win. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, I put my trust in him. He gave me, he gave me his trust, and, you know, we're here. <laughs> yeah,
0: that, that's an interesting part of it too. Cause I mean, like I said, you're, it's rare in this culture now, man, you've been here. Four Years, bro, yeah. like you've been like you came and you stayed, you know what I mean? So, like, uh, what would it mean to you to get this program, you know, back to the NCAA tournament? Man, yeah, like, yeah. what would that feel like? Because you've been on every level of it, you yeah, know what I mean?
2: I've been through it, I've been through the NIT. Uh, not making any tournaments, you know, don't think I'm missing right now as an NCAA tournament appearance. Yeah, what so, what would know, it feel like for you, man? I mean, the world, but, you know, we're not trying to just make it to the tournament. We're trying to win. We're trying to make a deep run into the tournament.
0: Yeah. For y'all, what do you like about this team right now? I mean, do, y'all, do you feel like it's come together pretty quickly? Do you think you are deep? I mean, what's just your overall, as, as far as being a contender and making that run?
2: Uh, I think we got, a, we got a real good chance, you know. We got different guys specializing in different things. We got guys that can do it all, you know. You know, even them guys go down, we have guys who are able to step up and make an immediate impact. So, you know, we have, I think, I think our biggest thing is death. So, you know, I think it's going to be a great year.
0: Yeah, for you, man, because, like, I remember I was interviewing Beard here not too long ago, and he said, like, you could play the one, the two, the three. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot you could be doing. Have you seen that? You know, like, he's been asking you, he's asking you to play a number of roles. What all roles is he? Kind of
2: put uh, on you. <laughs> I live at everything. Think the only thing I don't play is center. <laughs> but that's another thing why I try to you know put on more muscle. You know just so I can be able to fit in different positions.
0: Now I'm with Alan Flanagan, transfer, Ole Miss. Doc, call you wing? Do everything. What 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 do we call you? You know what I mean? Do they even have a position for you? Uh, you play Charles everywhere. It's
5: Pitt. been said I'm positionless player yeah. since I got here. So. Just sticking to it, just being a positionless player.
0: Yeah, Chris Beer, that's like what he wants out of his players, too. Like, he wants positionless basketball. So, when you're looking around and you're saying, all right, I got one year left. If I don't go pro, I'm, you know, I'm going to Ole Miss. Was that part of it, too? Just, you know, you could play any number of roles for this team for an yeah, NCAA just, t- tournament. Being able
5: to, you know, be able to go to a, a school and be able to, just a guy you can plug in that just really doesn't have – Position, can guard, um, you know, multiple positions, play multiple positions.
0: All right, so how did you get here, man? Because this is wild, bro. Because you were playing in Auburn in yep. in the friggin' spring, and then y'all go through the run, y'all are done, uh, you consider all the draft stuff, and then you come here. Like, what was that part of that process like for you?
5: Um, That part process was just, um, you know, I was working out um, for the draft and stuff, um, and then, you know, my, my dad made a move, and uh, he called me. He was like, uh, I'm going to go with Beard. And I was like, you know Oh, like, yeah, I'm like, cause I've known Beard, Beard for a while. Mm-hmm. Him and my dad coached together at uh, Little Rock, so Beard came there, and you know, he turned that thing around quick um, at Euler. So, just you know, going through the process and talking to Beard, and you know, listening to what he had to say, and you know, his plan here, um, it, it it bought me in. So. How close
0: were you though to going pro? Because it had to be tempting. You know what Um, I mean. Once you get into that process and you're getting the feedback, I mean, you feel like you know what I mean. Like that's got to be tough.
5: I'm just just a matter of just making a decision whether I want to stay in or you know come back to school.
0: What was the feedback? What'd they say? Uh,
5: Just good. Just just wanted to see me be more consistent. Yeah. So.
0: When they're talking about, like, it's different for Matt and you as far as when they say we want to see you be more consistent. More Everybody consistent. gets that. What do they want you to do? Um, what does that mean?
5: So, I could have, you know, games where I dominate the glass, you know, dominate just most aspects of the games that you you can control, just rebounding, um, playing defense, defending, just knocking out open shots. So, just being more consistent that way, just being able to defend multiple positions, um, not get beat, and then uh, – you know, really just knock down an open shot when I get a chance.
0: So, it's interesting you say your dad calls and says, I'm going with Beard. Uh, if he'd have stayed at Auburn, you think he'd have stayed at Auburn? Uh, that's hard, right?
5: Yeah, that, that's a hard question. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Eh, well, yeah, eh, it's
0: fine. Uh, what was it like then to get recruited by your dad to come to another SEC West school? That's really uh, fun. That's
5: he, neat, dude. He really kind of stayed out of it. So oh, did Honestly, he? yeah, he stayed out of it. He just uh, – He didn't just call
0: you and be like, hey, yo, you know, nah, we, we he, need a wing. Yeah, <laughs>
5: he, he stayed out of it. He told me where he was going to go, and then he, he left it up to me to make my own decision.
0: How was it hard for you? I mean, to make that come to that decision that you're coming here, or like no, when after, did you when did you have that moment of clarity, like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna
5: go after, after the first phone call talking to beard. Really, yeah, I was I was sold. I was like, yeah,
0: what'd he say to you? Well, because like, I've heard he's just he,
5: talk, he talked about it, the, his plan, uh, what he sees in the future here. Uh, he talked about, you know, getting here year one and you no know, changing the culture here, You no know, building his own culture, um, and winning games, um, taking a school that's at the bottom of the SEC. As far as basketball and you know bringing it back to the top,
0: can can you see a difference? I yeah. mean, already because look, let, let's be honest here. I've been around Old Miss basketball my entire life. It's not like Ole Miss basketball has yeah. been amongst the SEC elite. You know what I mean? Like Auburn was like that until Bruce came, and then he made yeah. Auburn yeah. good again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have you seen a next level difference with yeah, him?
5: Yeah, I've already seen a difference. Um, and you know the two months that I've been here, two three months I've been here. Um, just the way you know practices run. Um, our daily schedules, like we got KD schedules, we in the gym from, you know, 6.30, 7.30 in the morning About 5 in the afternoon, like you constantly coming to the gym, constantly got, you know, stretching, yoga You got stuff to, you know, better yourself every day so Oh, you uh, yoga? So, yeah, man Yoga? Got, yeah, we do, so we haven't, we haven't Like did downward it. dog, you know Yeah, we Go haven't it. did that uh, in, a, in a minute, but we got th- a thing called Friday Man's Morning Okay uh, And we did hot yoga dude that's like a thing now
0: like everybody's digging especially around oxford man that's like a thing i'm looking at everybody else in here i've had people go hey man you want to meet up for hot yoga on friday morning like what so all 'all y'all big six eights to six
5: yoga and then we rode the uh the salt bikes in the the (laughs) sun good
0: grief so y'all are always doing something he's got it i mean he's got it down to the minute huh yeah
5: yeah he makes it fun too
0: what Do you like your new teammates? I mean, like Matt said, I mean, you've got a yeah, lot of guys you've already like known. What's that like? That's that's bizarre. You know what I mean? Because, like, yeah, y'all went just separate
5: it's kind of weird because it's like uh, when we were in high school and stuff, like, we all, you know, made our decisions. Everybody went their separate way. But, like, kind of, you know, you had guys that you were closer with. Uh, you always, you know, stayed in touch with this social media between, you know, just sharing a post and mm-hmm. you know, reposting each other's stuff. So, you got a lot of guys that's like that that you've been knowing. Um, and then just to the, – for you guys to kind of, everybody be on like that, that back end of that, mm-hmm. their college years and just all meet back up at one place. Uh, it's kind of like, it's kind of like an enjoyment.
0: Yeah. Which, well, it's interesting because like for y'all, it's, you know, usually when you get a new, old days you used to get an influx of talent. It was a bunch of new high school freshmen, like, you know, yeah. uh, really talented, but wide, I don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. Y'all, I mean, this is like a bunch of adults that showed up, you know what I mean? Yeah.
5: Yeah. We are yeah. all, all basically some vets that's coming in. Um, all experienced guys guys who've played it played in you no know, D1 games big D1 games and um you know all back back in college at one spot as a, a big veteran group in mm-hmm. college basketball. Well,
0: it's interesting, too, because, like, the culture is like that, you know. Like, and I would assume that having all that experience for y'all, when yeah. y'all just got in the room, go, oh, hey, Matt, good to see you again. Yeah. Now let's play basketball together. It's just a different yeah. thing. You know what I mean? It ain't yeah. t- like, did you notice that, too? Because I would assume w- when you take advantage of the transfer portal, you don't really know what you're getting into quite until you yeah. get into it. Um, but now that you made the decision, you're like, yeah, this was right. This yeah. was. Does it feel that way to you? Does it feel like the right decision for yeah, you? Yeah,
5: it feels like the right decision. You know, Beard, Beard says it, he says it like he likes he likes veteran guys, He likes guys who you know know what they're doing a little bit. Um, and then you you got the freshmen there that uh, we we teach and you know, help along that that's going to play minutes, playing games, uh, and we help them get along and, and get the process as fast as possible. Do
0: you think when you look out there in your practice, do you see an NCAA tournament team? Yeah, I see. You I don't see have to make any team. guarantees or nothing. I'm just saying. Like, yeah, is I see it, a yeah. team.
5: I see a team that can definitely compete. Compete in the NCAA tournament. Compete for championship.
0: What's the goals like? What when Coach Pierce said, "All right, I'm sure he obviously win a national championship." Yeah. But it's like, do y'all have checklist goals? Like, like let's do this first. Let's do this second.
5: No, we don't really have any uh, checklist goals. I feel like uh, it's going to be like a game by game situation. Like we gonna We're not going to think ahead. We're not gonna think about, you know, months down the road. We're gonna think about the you know, the next step next step in our journey. The next step in our journeys, you know, for us would be getting up tomorrow and, you know, knocking out workouts, you know what I'm saying? Everybody going there giving it they all getting through Friday and you know, coming back again Monday. So it'll be game by game.
0: Um, how can Matt be better, do you think? I mean you've played against him, you've seen him, and he's been on in that NBA conversation just like you for yep. years now. So like how can he take his game to another level?
5: Just being being consistent. Like Matt – Matt's one of the best shooters in college basketball. Um, he can let that thing fly. He has deep range. Um, just you know being consistent and staying aggressive. Um, you know he's probably shot like probably 36 or 37, probably 35 from three in his mm-hmm. college career. Probably if he just took it up to like a 38, 37, 38, 37, 39 in those range and was consistent on the consistency, like. Matt's one of those
0: guys. For you, what do you want to do particularly, like, to take your game to the – next, or, or to match what the NBA scouts said they want to see from you? What are you trying to do? Like, just, just be more – I mean, I don't know. you? be a, know, what do be you, what a guy
5: who can, you know, go in the game and just shut the other team's best player down night in and night out.
0: I would assume, like, clamping a dude. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, that,
5: that's – that, That's
0: when you own him. a guy, right? Yeah, you own him. When you Anybody can, can dunk.
5: Clamp him and you know he <laughs> – like, nah, everybody can't dunk Everybody don't jump, jump to say.
0: Oh, my ass can't jump. <laughs> I haven't been able to dunk. Like If I could dunk, I'd dunk all the time. It's Al Flanagan. Thank you, man. I appreciate you, sure. bro.
1: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone.